Hello everyone, Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife Susan. Here in our living room. And we are glad to be with you today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm. No, it's this is 32 not. 32 degrees. This is not uh, Mr. Rogers. It's Mr. Tom and Susan. Mr. Tom and Susan. And we're happy to be with you. Uh, today we're going to be talking about our first love. And uh, the Lord just kind of laid some things on my heart for us to think about concerning uh, our first love for Him and for one another, especially in marriage. So uh, I want to read to you from the book of uh, Revelation, chapter 2. And this is Jesus' message to the church in Ephesus. I was trying to get cozy, and you just... <laughs> I got my mind centered on this. That's probably a good illustration for this, uh, for this sermon. But we'll start over anyway. Why? No? Keep going. <laughs> I think this is live from this our living room live. in Minnesota. All right. So let's read it. Revelation chapter 2. Verse 1, to the angel of the church at Ephesus write, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, says these things. Jesus is saying these things to you and to me. To us. I know your works, your labor, and your patience, mm -hmm. and that you cannot bear those who are evil. Mm -hmm. And you have tested those who say they're apostles, but are not and have found them to be liars. You have endured, yeah. and you have been patient, and for my name's sake have labored and not grown weary." So he's bragging on them on one side. He's talking about the good things uh, in their life, in their church. It, it reminds me of, there was a book written a while ago called The One Minute Manager. It's, it's older now, it's been a while, but the essence of the, of the message was for managers in the business, to, you know, they can manage by speaking just a short message to their employee, and uh, but start out with something good. Start out with something positive about what they're doing. You're not there to demean them, to destroy them, but then, but to bring some correction after that. So this is kind of what Jesus did. He's talking about their good side, but then he's going to bring a word of correction. He says, but I have something against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. And King James says, your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works that you did at first, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your candlestick from its place, unless you repent. But this you have that you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which also I hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give permission to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So today I wanted to kind of focus on this thought that Jesus said to this church and, and to his people, you have left your first love. And, you know, it, it's so true that um, many times we come to the Lord and we're passionate, we're excited, we're thanking God for being saved. We're so excited about the things of God. We're so hungry for the word. We want more and more of Jesus. But sometimes as time goes on, our enthusiasm ebbs a bit. 
But could I just interject something about that? Because sure. I have taught on this, is that when people get saved, you know, when they give their life, they're so excited, they're so passionate, they're so hungry. And then, and then there, sometimes there's old fuddy-duddies mm. in the church that says, oh, just settle down, just settle down, you know, be quiet, you know, you know, we don't have time, you know, and they just, they just put the dampers on this excitement. Yeah. I think right. we should put more fire pour some on it. Pour yeah. some gasoline on that fire, yeah. Yeah, pretty soon you'll be uh, quiet and dead like us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and all too often. Oh no, not like you and me. No, but no, the people that are critical. Right, the critics, the the wet blankets. The wet you blankets. Know, somebody said, "Don't worry too much about wildfire. There's always plenty of wet blankets to put it out." <laughs> yeah. So you know, if you're young in the Lord, be fervent. You know, if someone tries to put the damper, you know, take correction. Yeah. There's a balance to everything. Right. But stay fired up, and yeah. and I think uh, older Christians need to uh, get a, a turn, open up the, the gas valve, you know? Yeah. Well, well I'm I, sorry if I, I... No, it's, that's a really good point. And, uh, you know, I think, I think a big part of it, too, in the long run, as far as in Christianity, is our relationship with the church, because it's so very important how we relate to the church. And one of the things that, that the enemy does, frankly, is he uses church people to dampen our enthusiasm or to cause an offense or to bring hurt into our life. And then we make the mistake of feeding on that offense or whatever. Yeah. And it, and we end up drawing back from the Lord. We've got to realize that the church is God's idea, number one. Mm -hmm. But number two, the church is made of people. Right. Just like us. They're imperfect, just like us, you know. So we're all imperfect. But we're coming together in, in a redemptive mode in God's plan to grow together. And we got to realize that, you know, we all make mistakes. So you got to... Ten gotta, toes. you got to let go. Every parishioner, every person in the body of Christ has ten toes. Ten toes. And, and sometimes they're very tender toes. You should wear <laughs> steel boot toes. Yeah. Oh, no, boots. Yeah. So anyway, the thought, I was think, as I was thinking about this scripture and this this idea of your first love has kind of been going over and over in my mind. I was thinking, you know, how much it's like a marriage, you know, because, and, and, you know, Jesus compares his relationship with us to a marriage. Uh, in Ephesians, Paul talks about uh, to, for husbands to love their wives Amen. as Christ loved Amen. the church. And, and by the way, also for wives to submit themselves to their husbands uh, as unto the Lord. Amen. But the main thought I wanted to bring across here is he, sa he says in that portion of scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So there's a marriage between Christ and his church. And so we are in a marriage relationship. And so just like I said, when we come to the Lord, we've got this enthusiasm, we've got this love for Jesus. We did. And all, man, we just were just gung-ho, right? You know? But after a time, that, that love and that fire and that zeal and that passion can ebb. And it's the same way in a marriage. 
when a couple comes together so often they're man they just they're just so happy to be together and they're just in love and man this is great you know Heaven. and then you know too many bills are coming and then there's uh, kids to take care of and then there's life life happens so to speak you know and uh, sometimes the fire begins to ebb in the marriage and you know I was thinking about that that expression uh, keep the home fires burning man keep the little woman happy and that's why we're by our wood stove here and I couldn't little... figure out why he wanted the wood <laughs> stove and yeah. In the video. As many times when I'm traveling alone, people say, well, Susan's at home keeping the home fires burning. You know, that's an expression. Literally. But also in the marriage, it's so important to keep the home fires burning, right? To keep the, keep the love flowing in the marriage. I think it's, it's a two-way street. It's not all on one or the other. Right. You know? You know, when you have a fire, it takes fuel and oxygen. Mm -hmm. So you need both right. for combustion. And it, it takes some labor. Either you have to cut the wood or you stack the wood or buy the wood or whatever. But you've Put the wood have, in the stove. <laughs> you've got to put the wood in the stove. Uh, you've got to clean the ashes out. This With our stove, we clean the ashes out every other day. Tom does. He yeah. does. You get some on the floor. Yeah, well, no, not really. She's just making that up. No, <laughs> but, and then once a year we have to clean out the chimney or else we could have chimney fires. I mean, there's a certain amount of maintenance to keep the fire burning. And I think that's one of the things we need to realize in marriage is that, the, you know, there's a certain amount. We have to put some effort into it. You know, it's so easy when you're first married and you're enthused about one another. But, you know, a after time and you're facing challenges, you know, uh, you have to make some effort in the relationship. You know, you have to feed the fire. You have to cultivate the relationship. What do you think? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm saying, what do you think? Oh, well, no, I was, never mind. You'll probably have to cut this section out. <laughs> but it's 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 really true. I mean, you you know, it's like it it takes some commitment and it takes some building of the fire. You know, could you know too? Sometimes the fire, our fire, uh, doesn't exactly go out. I'm talking about the real stove, you know, and you have to uh, open up uh, the side, you have to open up the front, you open up the door, and sometimes you have to tweak the, the little kindling, you know. Yeah. So there, you know, there's, when the fire dies out, you still can bring it back. Right. But it takes uh, some adjustment. It, it takes, they call that rekindling, right? Rekindling, oh, that's a good word. We, we have, have to, to rekindle. Rekindle the fire in our marriage. Well, in the same way with the Lord, we have to rekindle the fire in our relationship with the Lord. Well, you know, it's like reading the Word. You know, if you get busy and you skip a day, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, then you might skip two days. So you have to purpose in your heart, whoa. Right. I'm going to start out 
and you know it's 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 just correction you know we have to we have to um have some discipline in our lives you know right. if we want a healthy marriage a happy marriage it right. takes some discipline if you want to walk with the lord you need discipline if you want to lose weight you have to have discipline if you if when you're raising a child you have there's a certain amount of discipline if you're if you uh, are going shopping and you know you have x amount of dollars in the checking account you know you have to show discipline not to buy it well it's it's considerate you know consideration for your partner right for what well like for example not not spending all the money in your in the checking account if you had I a, have my own checking well, if you account. had a joint in, in the case <laughs> that you had a joint or a credit card we have a joint too we have a joint yeah we have hers and ours right <laughs> true so, but, you know, as you were talking there, I was thinking about, see, that's what Jesus was doing. He was correcting them. He was reminding them, <laughs> you guys are letting the fire go out. Pretty soon, your light's going to be removed because you're not rekindling the fire of your first love. Amen. He says, remember from whence you were fallen. Think about how it was when you first came to me and how you loved me and worshipped me. And now you're just going about the routine of ministry or christianity you know you know we're going through the pandemic right now and sometimes uh, we're not able to meet mm -hmm. in person or or um have our usual bible studies with people or you know do other things and you, you know you you have to still stay fervent you know there's always the phone yeah. Um, there's always, uh, you know, some type of avenue, but you have to use your own discipline at home mm -hmm. to get in the Word. And Tom and I uh, will have our own Bible studies. We take communion together. We do videos and, and you know, our, our newsletter, etc. But still, you have to stay disciplined and and keep keep fired up. Yeah, there's... I mean, yeah, there's seasons when you have to really make an extra effort to if you're in keep prison that fire, to keep that fire burning, you know. And you know, another thing in a marriage is, you know, you have to when you see yourself drifting, when your eyes are on the wrong things in a mar in in a in a relationship, you know, you're you're following the wrong things. You have to say, no, that's not that's not the way I want to go. You know, I have decided. I always say two things I've decided. I've decided to follow Jesus, and I've decided to stick with Susan. And uh, I think those are good choices. You know, sometimes, you know, men have uh, such a desire to take care of the uh, physical needs. Uh, I'm talking about work to provide money mm -hmm. so... You know, you can have a house and food and insurance and right. things like And they're so focused on that that sometimes they have a tendency to uh, forget about the other side. And it can, and the woman can do the same. She's right. so focused on the children right? and, and her, her job. The practical you know, things of life, good things that you should take yeah, care of. Yeah, it's normal. Right. To want to provide for your family. Right. 
And see, I see the same thing in our relationship with the Lord. You know, we can go through the motions, we can pay our tithe, we can show up for church every Sunday, but we also need that intimate time with Him. Mm. We need that time where we're just with Him alone and worshiping Him. You know, the word worship really means to kiss towards. So this is where, you know, this is, this is an analogy. I mean, it's really more than an analogy. It's, it's actually a parallel of spiritual and physical things. So we're talking about that marriage, the physical marriage, you know, where we become one flesh, but in the, in the spirit, we, can, we become one spirit with the Lord. Well, we have to maintain that relationship. And part of it is that intimate time, that, that even emotional side with the Lord and spiritual side with the Lord to worship Him and spend time with Him. So that, that's really one of the points I wanted to make is that, you know, to, to keep your relationship with the Lord strong is you need some quality time with Him, you know, devotional time of worship and spending time in His Word. I mean, how many times have I opened the Word of God and just just did the simple thing of reading a chapter and God spoke to me, you know, well, if I hadn't read that chapter, I wouldn't have heard from God that day, you know. So I think that's, that's one of the elements that we really need in our relationship with the Lord. To maintain that first love is to have that quality time with Him, to give worship to Him, and then to receive of His love. Because I know when we're struggling, we're going through things, we're going through trials, we just need to come into that place of peace where we just sense his love, sense his smile, sense his compassion, or sense his correction as needed, you know. But it's a good thing, right? Yes. Amen. But the other thing is, and this is true in a marriage too, is that it's not only those intimate things, that intimate time, but we also need to walk with the Lord through the day. And that's true in a marriage too, you know. Uh, we might have the intimate side, but how are we working together in daily life? Are we working together? Are we playing together? Are we spending time together? And with the Lord, when you when you go to Walmart, you should go with, to Walmart with the Lord, right? Yes. In other oh, words, I, I think where, that's you know. the best place to to uh, show love. Yeah, it's like we we tend to divide up you know, our spiritual life and our natural life. But what God wants is he wants to be with us in every area of our life. You know? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I see that sometimes in couples, they've got, they've got two separate lives. They're going this way and this way and this way. Maybe they've got the physical side of it going. Maybe they don't. But after a while, they can drift apart, you know. He's always spending time with the guys going hunting. She's always running with the girls, doing this and this. And, and that's not all bad. Don't misunderstand me. We need a balance there. But if you, if you spend all your time doing different things, then your interests just totally diverge, you know. It, Tom and Tom, we're, um, we have different interests and we have right. different personalities, but uh, we're pretty close. Well, and, and what I've seen is that you've been willing to get involved in my interests, and I think <laughs> enjoyed, you know, doing that. And then, you know, I think the Lord has taught me to get involved in, in your interests to a degree. And, and you know, to, to a degree. Well, you might not think it's, it's enough or whatever, but I mean, 
You know, I know I, I helped I, you with your, your stained glass when you did that. Now I'm helping oh. you help you with your Etsy. And, you know, it's it's just working together. It's just being involved in one another's lives, right? It's just, yeah, we have I separate... Think, I think you have to have an interest. You know, to tell you the truth, sometimes Tom will talk about his website and, and uh, computer stuff. I don't have a clue what he's talking about. I guess I need somebody else to talk to about that. <laughs> but I, I try to listen. Right. And, and I, you know, I think he appreciates talking about it because I think sometimes he'll get an idea or a revelation by just talking about it. Not, not I could say, I don't want to hear about it. I don't understand it. Right. But I, I do listen, but I don't always understand. But, you know, I have, I have an interest in your well-being. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, you'll give me good advice. You may not even be thinking you are, but it's triggered something. And, and a lot of times you'll ask me for advice about the things that, that you're doing. So it's not that, I guess what we're saying is we're not, you know, we're not going down, we're not doing exactly the same thing. We're not just, you know, one person. We are one flesh, but yet we have different interests, but that's okay. But we stay involved in one another's lives. Well, that's what we need to do with the Lord. You, you know, know, we need to take the Lord hunting with us and fishing and and it, and Definitely. it work, right? You know, we need him involved. Pray for a deer. And that's just, it's just <clears throat> having that quiet place on the inside where you can hear his voice, you know. It'll keep you out of trouble too, I'll tell you. If you just, you know, before you speak, if you just listen to the Lord a little bit, what, what does the Lord want me? And how does the Lord want me to handle this situation? He'll help you in life, you know, so that's great. Man. So. Did you have something you want to say? Oh, I forgot. You just kept going uh, and yep, going. Yep, yep. So anyway, the, that was the first thing I wanted to mention was about the intimate time and that relationship with the marriage and also our relationship with the Lord. And then just everyday life, being together. And the third thought I had was, and I guess we've touched on this a little bit, but watch your associations. Watch your associations. Because this happens in a marriage. If... If she's running with the girls and the girls are not a good influence, for, for example, if, um, if the, the wife is spending a lot of time with some ladies who are um, open to the idea of adultery, for example, or uh, think divorce is you know, a positive thing, well, that can become an influence that eats away at the marriage relationship, just an attitude that's conveyed through the association. And the same thing with the guy. If he's, you know, if he's running with the single crowd, well, pretty soon it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the relationship. And, and I think it, uh, the internet. Yeah. And also uh, cable TV. And yeah. there's many things that can um, pollute, poison, and destroy. Yeah, how many attitudes come across on TV programs? Maybe they're not a, a blatant, lustful program, but yet there's an attitude that's conveyed. So what are we going to do? Go live in a cave? Well, no, no. but what, I think what the Lord wants us to do is just be sensitive 
you know, to our environment and just don't, you know, don't spend all your time feeding and on these things and, and in these kind of relationships that's really destructive and harmful. Man. And, and it's the same way in our relationship with the Lord. You know, over and over again in the Old Testament, uh, God talked to Israel about, you know, being like an adulterous uh, nation, you know, because they were always going after strange gods. They were going after idols. And sometimes that can happen with us. We can go after idols too. And of course, they had the, they had these idols that you know they were like statues and so forth. But there's a lot of other idols. People can become idols. Yeah, somebody that you're following other than Jesus can become an idol. Mm -hmm. um, your job can become an idol very easily. Uh, your ministry yeah. can become an idol. You can become consumed with your ministry, with making it work, with filling the seats. And you're actually, your heart can grow more and more cold towards the Lord because you're focusing on the ministry, something that you were originally doing from, for the Lord, and now it's become an idol, you know. So these are things that we need to watch, you know, not only um, illegitimate things, but even legitimate things that we do can become an idol. So we have to come back to our first love. We have to rekindle our fire with the Lord. So I hope I'm encouraging you. We're not here to, to beat you up because we, we uh, face these challenges in our own life too. And, and these are things that we all need to learn to keep the fire burning in our marriages. Amen. It's so nice to have a long-term blessed marriage. Praise God. I think Can't, ours is getting better and better all the time. Yeah, we've been married 50 years. Ouch. Yeah. But, oh, I shouldn't say ouch. <laughs> It just shows how old we are. But you know what Tom did the other day? And I, he came home with a, a, a small bag of Dove chocolates. I mean, heaven! I just thought that was so sweet. It was just, you know, I don't know. And I found one yesterday that must have fell out of the dish. She was, she was praising God. She found the dove chocolate in the, <laughs> in the cabinet. So. But, it, you know, just, just fall in love. Remember, remember the good and not the sour. Yeah. And, and cultivate, cultivate. Don't. Don't go your separate directions. Stay on track. You know, when I travel, in which we haven't been doing a lot of traveling this year, but I have traveled a lot, and, and there's been times when I've been away. It just hasn't worked for us both to go. But we always talk every day and pray together mm -hmm. and love one another, you know, and, and just, um, well, there's a lot we can say about marriage, you know. You know, you just have to, you just have to appreciate what you have. Amen. Because there's times when, you know, the enemy will throw things up and, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. And, and you have to go, no, man, this is, this is my bride, you know. That's the same way with the Lord. When we go through trials, sometimes we pull back and we go, oh, Lord, why are you allowing this to happen? Mm -hmm. But we got to remember he's right there with us to you bring us through the You have to remember that Satan is the one that is attacking your marriage or attacking your mind to draw you away from God. Yeah. You know, it's all God's fault, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, you have to have a little bit of discernment 
of, um, you know, God is good. So Jesus told the church in Ephesus, remember from whence you have fallen, you know, remember what you have, remember your first love and repent. Come back to me, you know. Mm -hmm. Repent means to change your mind. Amen. Amen. So change your mind about areas where you've been drifting away from the Lord. Come back to him. Start enjoying that intimacy with him. Start walking with him daily. Watch your associations and be blessed and be blessed in your marriages too. Praise God. Well, praise God. It's been a blessing to be with you. We love you guys and uh, stay in touch with us. You know, if you can write to us, um, we'd love to hear from you. All the information's in the description below. So God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Good News for Everyone from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I want to invite you to visit our website at www.shanklinministries.org. You will find many encouraging articles and videos and podcasts. There's news about our worldwide outreach and also ways you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you.